The Trouble with Transformation, a serialised podcast by Alison Wood. Chapter 30 Dark Matter and Thunderclouds. After all the song and dance I've made about wanting to meet you, you'd think I'd be itching to contact Jim. But I wasn't. Something was holding me back, some kind of icky feeling deep down inside that I wasn't ready to deal with yet. I'd pushed it to the back of my periphery like a grainy speck of dust I couldn't smudge from my eye. But before I knew it, Wednesday was upon us, and the machine still wasn't working. Your blueprints, meticulously detailed in every other respect, were annoyingly vague on the power supply front. Good one, Dad. If you were going to lay down instructions to build a majestic machine, you might have included some notes on how to drive it. So here we were at plan B. Namely, call Jim and hope he could, or would, put us in contact with you. And if we pulled that off, who was to say you'd be able, or willing, to fire it up? Not to mention what you'd say when you'd learned we'd hijacked your plan and replaced it with our own. But we were out of options. With the state finals in three days, there was nothing to lose. Danny and I had arrived at the bars at dawn when the gates opened, and we weren't there for the fresh air. Today we had an ulterior motive. Operation, sneak out of the house without raising the suspicions of Mr Bell. Mr B was rapidly skyrocketing to the top of my do not trust list. During the past week, he'd pretty much offered to drive me every day, using excuses such as having to run errands for Cap or dropping the car off for an early service. It was all pretty shady if you asked me. Shady, with a capital S. I stepped out from the changing block, squeezing the excess water from my hair with more force than necessary. Denny was already outside. He was bending over his shoes and hadn't noticed me. Excellent. I tiptoed up behind him, then shook my head back and forth like a dog. He leapt up as the spray of water hit. Oi, gee. Check yourself. Sorry couldn't resist. I grinned, then put my game face on. Okay, let's get this thing done. Danny finished tying off his shoes before straightening up and slinging his bag over his shoulder. He took a hovering half step, stopped, then gave me the once over. You doing okay? My fingers reached up to touch the swollen half moons under my eyes. Huh, not really. You? Not really. He'd been at the Janssen's every night since Friday, was throwing every spare minute into kick-starting your contraption. They all were. It was frustrating, watching helplessly from the sidelines, unable to get stuck in like I wanted to. But I couldn't accuse them of not giving it their best shot. Mr J, Betty, and even Mrs J were working overtime, trying to get the machine up and running. But it still wasn't enough. Come on. I said to Danny, let's rip it like a band-aid. We'll feel better once we've made the call. I didn't know if that was true, but I did know there was no sense in dragging it out. Also, we were on foot, so we had to hustle. We'd learned a lesson from our last surf club stealth mission. This time, we left our bikes at home, just in case Mr B was roaming around. The plan was to follow the beach track for as long as we could, keeping away from the main road. You should see what Mr Jansen's got back there, G, Danny said as we hurried along. 
the early morning glare glinted off his wet hair. He saved all the high-potency reactives for last. He keeps the most volatile ones in a lead-lined vault, in special containers like you see in the movies. A match strike of envy ignited in my chest. If the Jansons hadn't taken me off the project, that would have been me. I'd be getting to work with all the Big Bang stuff right now. But I was being petty. We had a bigger problem to solve. I went for the joke, but the bitterness came through in my tone. Well, your eyebrows aren't falling out, so I assume Mr J knows what he's doing. We reached the end of the beach path. From there on, it was a short walk to the bottlenose main street. But we'd also be out in broad daylight. My pulse quickened at the idea of someone following us. We'd have to keep our eyes open. I wish you could have been there earlier this week, Danny continued, walking under the cover of the roadside lemon myrtle. If I'd been giving the hint he was onto a touchy subject he hadn't picked up, Mr J managed to temporarily harness antimatter positrons in a plasma trap. He did not. Isn't that something you only find in black holes? I thought antimatter and matter couldn't coexist. Denny gave me a shoulder nudge. Look who's been doing their homework. It's hard to get hold of, he admitted with a shrug. But if you have the right equipment, you can extract it from the top layer of a thunderstorm. Ha! Thunderstorm. You're having me on, aren't you? I grinned at the joke, cheeks pinching. He had to be kidding. I pictured Danny and Mr J out on the lab roof, playing Victor Frankenstein, air crackling with electrifying intensity. My jaw ached with forced flippancy. It would have been awesome. Danny glanced at me. Once. Twice. Then lowered his eyes. Gee, I'm really sorry. I shrugged. It's okay. It really wasn't, but there was no point in taking it out on him. So what happened? Didn't it work? Danny kicked a nearby can down the road. Ah, Mr J aborted in the end, sent the antimatter back up into the atmosphere for release. He couldn't work out a way to harness it without blowing us up in the process. Bums. I right-footed the can back to Danny. Still, it's kind of comforting to know that even Mr J has his limits. Uh, I wouldn't say that exactly, Danny continued, dribbling the can like he was on the soccer field. Mr J's been building some kind of mini clean fusion reactor. So far the existing reactors have been huge, about the size of a stadium and funded by several countries. But Mr J and a few other companies have been working on ways to take the principles and create a device that works on a smaller scale. I snorted. Great, that's all we need. Another machine. He'd be testing it earlier than planned, but if all else fails, He's going to hook it up to your dad's machine. If it works, the resulting energy should give the machine enough kick. I felt my eyes narrow. What do you mean, if it works? What happens if it doesn't? Well, the energy release is a bit unwieldy. If it's not regulated, we could end up going supernova. Poof! Melted in an instant, Danny said, with a click of his thumb and forefinger. I laughed incredulously. Poof! And you don't even seem that fast. Sometimes I wonder if all those Back to the Future marathons haven't gone to your head. I kicked at the can, but ended up stubbing my shoe in the dirt. I hope for your sakes Mr J's calculations aren't a fail. He's mucking around with some seriously heavy-duty stuff. 
All for you, remember? Danny studied me under lofty brows, taking the shot I'd just missed. Or maybe not. What's that supposed to mean? It's all been very easy, hasn't it? Danny said, convincing him to help us. What if Mr Jansen's the traitor Dr Wilson warned us about? I pulled up sharply. Why so suspicious all of a sudden? What's he done? Danny shrugged. Nothing. It's just I've been thinking. He runs in similar scientific circles as your dad and Dr Wilson. Maybe it's not such a coincidence you thought of him. I hope it's not a trap. The piety in his tone tipped me over the edge. Unbelievable, Dan. Sure, it's all great fun blowing everything to smithereens and going full sci-fi, but when it comes to making the tough decisions, then it's all on me, is it? I caught up with our can and kicked hard, sending it flying. It's not like we had much choice. Danny scooted after the can and picked it up. Oh, come on, G. You know I didn't mean it that way. It's just... I'm so tired. I looked at his bleary eyes and the fight whooshed from my shoulders. Me too. I took the rubbish from his hand and dropped it into a roadside recycle bin. Anyway, if Mr J was going to betray us, he could have done it by now. He has the book and the equipment. What else does he need? Other than my brilliant expertise? Danny flashed a cheeky grin, then sobered. He needs this phone call with Jim. My smile disappeared as quickly as it had emerged. Yeah, there is that. Well, I guess we'll find out. <laughs>